Hello and welcome back to our Bad at Love podcast. I am Mallory. I'm Tamu. And we are here to talk about bullshit. Ah, come on. We're talking about the grand gestures. Bullshit. The romance of it all. Bullshit. This all precipitated itself back in December when Cardi B and Offset had their little relationship snafu and he went and interrupted her performance at this Rolling Loud concert where she was like the first woman to perform there and he basically came out with this big ass like flower cake thing that said take me back cardi and he was like take me back bro and everybody was like oh we weren't sure to be like oh or like what like this was like a big opportunity for her in her career and a milestone and he just basically interrupted it by making this huge romantic gesture that could have been done differently and at a different time. Completely different time. But it got me to thinking all about, like, how he got to the notion that this was an okay thing to do. And I blame movies. I blame movies, too. So I guess uh, let's get into it. Let's jump in. you now chris cuomo anyway i'm trying to we, f- we forgot to do the normal thing which is when i ask you like a random question usually i do but i forgot oh, about it so well we could <clears throat> take this moment to do our we podcast like this <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> we podcast like do you how, wait i mean like now we're in the sweat box of sweat i don't even care good lord but i gotta make sure you get my npr raccoon shirt Point at my <laughs> you look really confused <laughs> this is a horrible picture okay well one more time we got it NPR raccoon. No, no, I'm not going to do that. NPR raccoon. No. <laughs> I want to be like recording this. <laughs> you are You're recording like, it. Boobs. <laughs> no boobs. Around the boob. Under the boob. Boob. <laughs> I can't see. Why do I look like I can't even smile? Uh, every time now. What's your deal? I don't know. Don't smile. Boob. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the light. Sure. Blame it on the light. Oh, do it from this time. angle, maybe. Oh. oh. Hold on. Oh, no. <laughs> You're not in. Now it's blurry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're not in frame. Well, okay. I'm trying to be. Yeah. Those are mics. That's better. Is it? Yes. Not that. <laughs> Stupid. I don't know. That one was good. I don't like any of me right now. <sighs> not that one. I like that one. That's fine. <laughs> well, you know it's You not look normal. normal. <laughs> I do not. Okay. Back to <laughs> Back to podcast. Twelve years later, here we are again. Okay. Well, okay. So before maybe we don't get into it right now, then have you ever had the grand gesture in your life? No, but or I've grand always gesture. Well, I've always wanted the grand gesture because I was conditioned to believe that that no, was I'm a gesture, thing that was as in like the ha gesture. No, I know, like the gesture that we know from the memeing of it all, or just yes. the gesture in general, like a gesture instead no. of the gesture. No, I haven't had a gesture nor have i had the gesture okay i thought i had the gesture and then i was wrong did you give the gesture nope no no it was you know bjorn just came back a knocking you're like okay how's it going and i was like what this is it and then it was not it so (laughs) that's my stupid fault you you got the the uh what is it instead of a gesture more of just kind of like a shrug 
I don't even know what the hell that was. <laughs> it was not a gesture. It's it just was more just kind more of like, like a sup, a sup. Yeah, yeah. a little nod as mm-hmm. you're passing by. Yeah. <laughs> Should have just kept on driving. Or I guess it was a, a rude gesture. Well, lessons learned. All right. <laughs> How about you? I, I don't think I've ever done anything bullshit. Well, have you had someone try to do that for you? Um, no, <laughs> I don't think so. No one's ever. I mean, besides like my father, like giving me flowers on my 16th birthday being like you're sweet 16 you deserve to have flowers only that one like, time so come on dad get with it <laughs> but a girl needs flowers all the time <laughs> every day all day drown them in flowers their copulence will smell like that's every a grand flower. gesture <laughs> uh, i no i don't think that i have i know i've gotten close to having like there was one conversation I was having with someone where it was a will they, won't they situation. And I legitimately told him where I was like, you have to jump. Like, you can't just never not do anything. Like, you kind of have to, like, make this jump here. and Jump into you? No, just in general. Just, oh. like, we were kind of having a conversation about, and it was almost Valentine's Day. He very clearly was having an issue with me going out with another person on Valentine's Day. And I just said, you know, you kind of have to make a jump and a leap here. Like, you can't just assume shit. And he paused and there was like that moment of me being like, this could be the moment. Like, you could you could bring it all in. And then he said, I'm too of a lone wolf. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, all right then, bye. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if that's the persona he wants to take, then I'll move along on my way. It's just for the best. <laughs> it was for the best in the end. Uh, but, I mean, that's probably about as close as it got. I'm sure a lot of other people were like, 10 years down the line, he'll come out just like the movies. It's been 10 years, folks. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> He's leading his own pack, man. Somewhere out there. Out in the wilderness, running free. <laughs> And they're they're no longer they're... endangered species here in Minnesota. No, so in fact, they re-put back on hunting uh-huh. due to the fact. Well, hopefully they changed it. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, that's uh, now that we know our own, <laughs> getting back to Cardi B and that yeah. regard, just I can't imagine having that grand gesture during this some, huge yeah, pivotal this moment in your life. For myself and then right. making it about you or making well, it about us instead of... Me. me exactly not only that but everybody who was who was involved in it thought i'm fairly confident like oh, this is so sweet he she's uh, gonna take him back it's so great that's probably why they did it fuck. it was awkward i mean the man has been sticking his dick in everything under the sun she was like nah and let's leave it at nah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we could talk about it later you could grand gesture me in my dressing room, put that fucking cake up in there. Right. Or not right. Like, it should never be to me, if you're going to be saying, hey, this huge whatever, it should never be right before the performance. <laughs> right. Way to fuck that up. Or, yeah, or during. After. Not during. Not before And, and even, you know, that's debatable and after. after, you know, it could be in my airplane. It right. Be because in my hotel room. It could be elsewhere. Just I've seen videos of of a woman who graduated with her masters, and that, and while they're taking pictures, that's when the man swoops in mm-hmm. and proposes. Sure. And it's like, wow, you just took her amazing accomplishment and now made it about all you guys. But I mean, I'm sure she was happy because she's like, oh, oh finally, she's very I'm gonna happy. get married and be a real woman. So 
she was very happy, but also in the same breath, I feel like I would have at that moment been kind of like, couldn't this have waited until a different moment when we were not celebrating I my accomplishment? Because now it's both. Now it's like I graduated, but also on the same day, that's right. when I got engaged. But I feel that this is just now the sign of the times and how things have changed. Because if that had happened 10 years ago, mm -hmm. it would have been no big deal, right? But because of everything that's going on in our current culture we're realizing, you know, that's pretty fucked up. Like, you can't just step all over her accomplishments and step all over her shine just so that you can feel better about yourself. You shouldn't just, I think it's just because of what's happening in our current climate of awareness that people are realizing, you know, this was pretty fucked up and this should not be done. We can right. handle things in a different way that are not going to belittle or demean another person's experience. It could be something that's much more on an even level playing field as opposed to like, I'm going to take control over this. Right. And I mean, to be fair, even though I look at that situation of that huge career opportunity being taken away, for all we know, maybe for that person, it's like, yeah, not only did I have this huge career opportunity that I rocked out, mm -hmm. and then I also got back together with my husband, you know. As far as anybody else knows, that could be maybe that's the dream. It, I, I think, and I think that's the that's dream. part of the problem too is that we are in this day and culture of trying to make people aware, and most people think of being aware as a bad criticism sure. of it versus a let's just be aware criticism of being like you do understand though that by doing A during B that means that you've now created C mm -hmm. versus. A could have been a separate occasion and B could have been a separate occasion. Right. But I also firmly believe like that Cardi B incident, the reason why I think that it, it hit headlines and everything is because it does put a lot of pressure on women. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the whole getting married uh, or being proposed to during um, a basketball game, sure. baseball game, anything yeah. like that. That's a lot of fucking pressure for someone yep. when you've got thousands of fans that are not mm -hmm. only in there. Also, it's being televised. Mm -hmm. To say yes. You can't say no. And if you're not in the same spot as that other person, that fucks it up real quick. For sure. So good for her for being like, no, you need to go and getting all of that stuff taken care of and being able to still perform at the level that she was able to perform. Obviously, now they're 25 times over back together and all that <laughs> stuff. And whether or not that's healthy or not, that's their own business. That's her choice. And they came about it outside of that particular right. situation and that circumstance. I mean, it's not like she went to one of his sets and was all like, let's talk about a problem. Right. Exactly. Well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> she, it usually, it might be Maybe. in her Instagram stories. Like, I don't know, but I don't think Maybe so. she did. Maybe he was in the middle of doing his own set and she came on stage and was like, da, 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 let's stop this. <laughs> all right. Offset. She should have. She right? should have been offset. Let's talk about the this fact that you Dr. were fucking Phil. around with another woman. Dr. Phil is Discuss. here to help us talk to our parlors while you make this video with these hoes. Get Estel Perel on there and just be like, we're going to work out our problems live during your set. Yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, what? You want to do your business and make your money? Oh, I'm sorry. That's weird. Huh. <laughs> Ass. Anyway. So this, again, prompted us 
prompted me thinking about movies and the grand gestures there. And so I came up with a list of movies and grand gestures, and I don't know what you did. I found historical ones that were really exciting, like actual real-life ones. Oh, well, these are real life. Well, those are movies. Okay, well, what's okay. your historical one? Well, like, so I didn't know. A lot of these I didn't actually know. This was actually part of the history uh, channel.com, was that the Hanging Gardens of Babylon Ooh. were actually a part of that. It was a gift to his wife, um, and it was to cure her homesickness. Aw, well, Which, and was the Taj Mahal was also built in. Yes, the Taj Mahal was. That's mm-hmm. the second one that was on the list. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that Edward VIII, or uh, yeah, Edward VIII's abdication of the throne. Mm-hmm. That was a romantic gesture. Yes. Uh, a lot of those, like, I didn't realize that it was. Let's, 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 let's pump the brakes on Edward sure. because he was also a Nazi sympathizer. So uh, clearly. On top of that. But yeah, go ahead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) There was also, I'm I'm skipping through a couple Mm -hmm, of these here. mm -hmm. Um, Horace Greasley's prison camp uh, escapes for World War II prisoner. Um, He escaped to be with his lover and he did it more than 200 times. Lover? Is it a male lover? Uh, No. No, that would be better. Well, he began a passionate affair with Rosa uh, Rauchbach. Never mind. A German of Jewish descent who was working as a translator. That's nice. So then he was taken and shipped away 40 miles away and over 200 times he was like, fuck this shit. Which I mean, like, to be fair, I feel like everyone was kind of fucked this shit when they were brought to an imprisonment camp. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio's Flowers for Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. The huge fact that they were together very shortly, divorced pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But then after she died, 20 yep. years, All three time. times a week, yep. sending roses to her grave. Which, I mean, like, how do, how do you feel about that one? I think it's very sweet. I think it's something that she would adore. And but he, and he never married again. That she is, yeah. I think so. I think that just in terms of watching some stuff about Marilyn Monroe and that relationship, I think it was something that they both regretted and were able to get past. And okay. I think it's a very sweet memorial for her. And perhaps them for not getting married again. Right. I mean, you don't have I mean, that's to. That's his choice. I, I, it's it's pretty sad to anybody else who he ever dated from there on exactly. out. Exactly. Like if there was another, it just, you know, you never whatever. live up to this. Right. So. And who, if I would, I would be like, oh my God, are you kidding me? There's nothing I much mean, else you can do. I mean, the only way I could do it is that I'm less crazy and I'm less mentally ill than Marilyn Monroe. Well, I, I guess that's it's, all I got. It's also <laughs> sort of the whole idea. Um, if any of you guys listen to Terrible Thanks for Asking with Nora McInerney, she lost her husband in a very terrible, horrible way and remarried. She always refers to her husband as her current husband. Yeah, that's tough. which is like sure, weird, I mean, but he also technically like, is her current you, husband. When you come to those areas where you realize like that person was the love of my life. He died. Now you're another love of my life. Like, there's not... Well, then you can't say was the love of my life. Right. Was a love in my life. Right. And so, but just that whole idea, like, I totally understand it, though. That whole idea of, like, that person isn't... They're gone, but they're not really gone. And they're not really... Sure, they're they're still a love in your life. And that's really hard... To have any sort of relationship when think. a partner of yours does pass away. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Uh, name some of the films because I know that you oh, probably have a lot that I was thinking My of. My list was awesome. I know Love Actually, I'm sure, is on there. Or did you skip that for yeah. obvious reasons? So, the first one I have is Valley Girl. And so, I'm reading this as I wrote them because I don't care. Nicolas Cage <laughs> basically stalks a Valley Girl who dumped him to get her to take him back. Sleeps on her lawn, works at the movie mm-hmm. theater, works at the burgers, right? Literally any place she's at, he's at, so that she could take him back. 
We need to watch that movie. I, I never actually watched it. it. Does yeah, she take him back? Is my question. We should know well, the ends of these. Well, I mean, hello, it's a grand gesture, so obviously. Sixteen candles where yes. Jake Ryan is waiting for Molly Ringwald outside Ugh. of the church. There are two in love, actually. So the creepy cards, which is creepy, and then the airport scene, which you hate so much, where the little boy is running through the airport. To I actually hate the cute cards way more girl. than the little boy thing or whatever. I mean, to me, I'm, the reason that one to me was unrealistic is because I come from post 9-11. Yeah. So that's where I'm like, well, that's unrealistic. Mm-hmm. So another one is Say Anything, where Lloyd stands yep. outside mm-hmm. of that bitch's house to play in your eyes because she was a bitch and she didn't deserve him. That's all I'm saying. We should watch that too. I have seen that movie. We should watch it. But a lot of people thought that was super romantic. And I remember watching. I did too. Oh, did you? At the time, yes. See, at the time when I watched it, I was just like, I'm confused. That bitch, because she really was and didn't deserve him. So there's. That's the point that I watched it back in high school and Mm -hmm. there was a boy. And he was super into that film. And he's like, I think it's the most romantic movie I've ever seen. And I remember watching it and just being like, how is this romantic? Hmm. And I mean, that was during my days where I'm pretty sure Ever After was still up there. So that's saying something that I was still in a romantic set of mind. And yeah, I watched that film and I was like, I'm well, just because she was a giant right. twat. It was confusing to me. Anyway. I also love that Peter Gabriel song, In Your li- Eyes, to this day. In your eyes. I don't need you to sing it and wreck it. The light, the heat. Bridget Jones's diary when she runs after Colin Firth in her panties and he was buying her a new jur- journal for her crazy ass ranting. See, I didn't even look at that as a gesture. Her running in the middle of no in the streets of London with no panties? With I- panties on only? <laughs> well, who's doing the gesture? Her or him? She is. She's running after him. Okay. But and he's, he's also-, also doing a gesture of buying her a new journal so that she could start writing more realistic shit? I don't know. Anyway, that was another one. Dirty Dancing, Nobody Puts Baby in a Corner. I, I can't even remember that because that movie I hated. Well, something for us to do. Notting Hill. This is the real reason you wanted to do this. You wanted to find a bunch of films. Oh, there's so me. many of here that I'm like, we have to do. <laughs> Notting Hill, where Julia Roberts bought the Chagall and gave it to Hugh Grant. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. I and did then enjoy he's like, that. but no, because I can't get hurt again. And then we end up with a fun car ride to wreck her freaking public relations. <laughs> right, another stump. one. Stump. <laughs> another one. Yep. Uh, Jerry Maguire, Tom Cruise busts into a den of feminists looking for Renee Zellweger. Saying, show you me the money. You had me at hello. Oh, sorry, wrong one. Wow. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you because you don't ever know anything anyway. This one I had to know because that <laughs> stupid ass song that came out and it just kept intercepting the song with stupid like... <laughs> clips from the fucking film and I was like or we could just listen to the song how about that wow okay whatever that was also the during the same time when they took Grease and they decided to make like a super remix of Grease songs uh-huh. and they put like a minute of each one all into one mm, okay. same thing where I was like or we could just listen to the soundtrack that sounds good too anyway continue Molly Ringwald and Pretty in Pink realizes she was an asshole and runs after Blaine and they make out in the parking lot <laughs> Even though he's a dick too. He was a dick, but he went to prom by himself and was like, it was always you, even though my family wouldn't accept you. And then, and then they'll both go to college and it won't work out anyway. Some kind of wonderful, which I just learned was a redemption for Pretty in Pink, which we should probably oh, I watch. I didn't know that. Um, Eric Stoltz, which I couldn't, I was trying to remember the movie that he was in because I was going to call him that instead of his real name. So Mask, 
is obsessed with Leah Thompson, the most popular girl in school. His best friend, Mary Stuart Masterson, is in love with him, but doesn't tell him. He blows his college tuition on an amazing date in diamond earrings, while Mary Stuart Masterson watches from the wings. In the end, she gets Eric and the earrings. You look good wearing my future. That's the... The grand gesture. The end of the... Yeah. Wow. The wedding planner, Matthew McConaughey, ditches his bride basically at the altar to find J-Lo with the guy she was going to marry for a green card marriage, and they dance during an outdoor movie in the park. <laughs> Ain't no mountain high no. enough. But that's cool. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I again, that's one of those films that I know I've seen probably more than once. Don't remember a thing about it. Again, this is just a list of movies that we're going to watch for the show. Okay. I know you like this next movie from what I can read. The Holiday. Cameron Diaz runs through the Shire to get back to crying Jude Law when she realizes that she can cry too. (laughs) I like my rewrites. (laughs) Because she can cry too. Exactly. I have emotions I can feel. Is that what's going to happen to you and I? Is that why you like the holiday so much? Because eventually you and I are going to realize emotions are okay in relationships. Well, I really resonate with Kate Winslet's character because at the time because I was Jack going Black through. Jack Black is really boring. No, Jack Black. Her The first thing where the guy was like always pretending he was in love with her and he wasn't. And then he got, you know, all of that. I resonated because of all of my stuff with Bjorn. Got my whites right. <laughs> um, 27 Dresses. Catherine Heigl jumps on a yacht and crashes a wedding to find James Marston and tells him that she loves him in front of everyone. God, I've forgotten that film, too. Like, I know I've seen that because my aunt, who's two years younger than me, she was so into those films. And I just remember being so fucking bored. Years of the rom-com. I know. Is the ugly truth on there, too? No. Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I love that movie that I do actually like. Marshall. Gets his ass kicked getting Mila Kunis' titty picture off the wall of a bar. Is that the grand gesture? That's the grand gesture. Remember he takes it and he drops it at her desk? Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. God, that is a funny movie, though. Grease. Sandy changes her entire self to fit in with Danny and his crowd, and they fly off in a flying car. (laughs) (laughs) Which will never make me understand what was actually going. But I will say that is one of the greatest last numbers of a of a musical. Sure, fine. I'm still irritated that she she literally changed. She literally changed everything about herself. And while he, yes, did go and become a letterman and do all that stuff, immediately he's shedding he's like, all of his stuff and he's back into his, you know, <laughs> tight ass pants and tight black shirt and they're all ready to go, you know, rocking on some shit. And I'm just like, wait a minute, but she didn't get to change back into her yep. flashy skirt and like, you know, cardigans. Yep, he was like, no, I want to do this for her. Shit, she's going to do it for me? Fine, I'm done. <laughs> she's going to smoke a cigarette, throw it on the ground and stop it with her high heels? So the next one is one of my personal favorites. Ooh. The Wraith. Charlie Sheen comes back from the dead to get vengeance and his lady Cheryl and Fenn. They drive off on his motorcycle into the sky. I don't even remember this movie. <laughs> you wouldn't. <laughs> Where? The Wraith is a horror movie, but it is a romantic horror film. Well, that's cute. It's a lot better than those other no, romantic it's not. horror films. It's not. It's straight 80s, but it's really No, I bet great. I'd like that movie a it's lot great. better than that other stupid zombie we whatever We should watch film. that for Halloween. Okay. <laughs> I like the idea of the undead coming through and being like, fuck y'all. Let's no, write off on a motorcycle. he comes back as some, uh, he, what's it called? Not reanimates. What is it? When you go back into somebody else's body. 
Oh, like ghosts? Yeah, not nah, kind of like ghosts. Like he it, comes back as another person, but it's still oh, his soul. Oh, yeah. uh, reincarnation. Reincarnates as his Okay. Person. I thought it was more of mm. uh, like possess- possession. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He comes back reincarnated as this, per- as you know, as this person, but he doesn't look like the person. Okay. And so everyone's like, you seem familiar, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then, you know. But it's pretty funny. He so gets, it's not like the scene where it's like he takes over Whoopi Goldberg's body no, and dances, no. slow dances with the other chick no, and they make out. he is firmly this person, but looking like a different person. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. He gets reincarnated into this other person and comes back and wreaks havoc on shit. And then it's like, let's go. And, then they, <laughs> and they're like, okay. And she's like, oh, it's you. And then they go. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he die? I'm not going to tell you. Damn it. Watch it. <laughs> All right. Is that the last one? That's the only ones I had. Okay. I figured that was a lot. I mean, there's a lot. Every single romantic film has the gesture. That's why I asked because there was – I can't even remember her name. The reason I only brought up uh, The Ugly Truth is because I know it's the same chick from 27 Dresses. Sure. She had like, what, a year of like eight movies that were all her playing kind of the similar same character. She had her Jennifer Aniston moment. I'm too busy to do this shit and I'm so put together and everything, but I'm not put together enough to have a man. Right. And I mean, that's that's always kind of the end there where it's – is there any romantic – are any of those on that list ones that you're like, awesome? The yes, that is – The only one I ever thought was awesome was Say Anything when he's holding up the radio. It's just a great moment, I think. Now that you could take – if you separate out the stupid lovey-dovey – emotion from it and like the hopefulness right Mm. and you just look at it from a piece of cinema (laughs) it's great it's a beautiful cinematic moment their plane should have crashed (laughs) no i'm sorry (laughs) lloyd should have lived her plane should have crashed (laughs) she just was not worthy of him i think i think i need a little something harder than this wine she's not worthy of him that's all i'm saying (laughs) like not at all (laughs) all right i think that's a good Point to take a quick break. Hey everyone, I'm Lily. And I'm Britt. And we're the co-hosts of Lady Shit with Lily and Britt. We talk about anything and everything related to being women today. Like how much it sucks when people ask when you're going to have a baby. Or how much we love Michelle Obama. And is there a right way to do self-care? As doctoral students, we're occasionally smart, putting in a little bit of research into every topic we cover. But mostly, we're just ridiculous. As the guy who sold us our podcast equipment said, you're the kind of smart where you really have to dig. If we sound like your cup of tea or glass of wine, new episodes of Lady Shit come out every second Tuesday. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean. Oh, and when you're searching, make sure Lady Shit is one word. Yeah, and you have to substitute the I for an exclamation point. Why did we make this so hard to find? I guess the guy at the store was right. Hello there. I'm Erica, your host of the Les Represent podcast. We talk to female-identifying women from all walks and paths of life. We talk about anything. Their experiences, their stories, their projects, their favorite food, even their pets' names. Anything. And what do we all have in common, you ask? Well, we're all queer. And in the world when the media, society, and even our parents are telling us who we are and how to identify, sometimes we just need to speak for ourselves. So sit back, grab a snack, and listen to our conversations. Get to know someone. You might find regardless of country, generation, or orientation, you might have more in common than you think. 
Oh, and sometimes my co-host will chime in with something to say. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. All right, and we are back. We are going to talk more about just, I mean, there's shows and movies. All of these come out. We have been sort of, I would say, I'm sure you would agree at this point with me, where we watch these movies and we assume that that's what's going to be in normal relationships. Well, that's what they're telling us, right? Right. I and mean, I mean, bringing it back to our other episode talking about when we uh, were reading Lane's book, mm-hmm. Lane Moore's book, about the huge romantic gesture mm-hmm. of being like, I mean, what I would say when I see in films is there's the fight or something happens that's uncomfortable, so they split for whatever amount of time, and so the romantic gesture is supposed to be that one of them Comes is back to bigger, redeem. yeah, mm-hmm. bigger enough to come back and make it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't always happen in real life. I mean, very frequently, even in friendships, where we're a little too stubborn and prideful mm-hmm. to actually do anything about it. That's true. Even knowing that it's unrealistic, I feel like I don't. I don't know how how much percent of you still kind of expects it to happen at all. Do you have any percent? None percent. None percent. <laughs> none, I'm, none percent. I mean. I'd say the closest I get is that whole, like I said, my little story of like there's that pause. And I'm like, and that's the most usually. People are too, they're too afraid to be vulnerable absolutely. like that. And that's why it's a fantasy. Yeah. But again, we're conditioned to believe that this could be the reality, right? right. We are conditioned to, you know, we're the underdogs and someone's going to realize that we're beautiful and amazing and they're going to come and they're going to, you know, do the 10 things I hate about you and start singing on the bleachers and and make this huge gesture so that everybody can see and that you can also see that you are loved and someone really feels that you're worthy. Right. So I guess one of the most romantic films, or just plays, I guess I should say, so William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, though, and Mm -hmm. like thinking about that and the whole idea of if we can't be in love, then what is worth life? Both of them killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you consider that romantic? No. I think that was stupid. Personally. <laughs> again, I never got I mean, that. they were young. I never felt the romance of that whole thing. They were young. They were living in a different time. And, you know, honestly, where were, what were they going to live until 25 anyway? And they were already <laughs> almost at midlife. So, so you there know, you go. It doesn't really make a difference. I mean, she was supposed to be like 14, right? And he was like 17. Yeah, 15 or 16. So, I mean, they're already almost, they're at midlife. Right, so, right. I mean, okay, fine. If you guys want to off it, odds are you would have died of plague. Odds are you would have died of rickets or scurvy. Lots of weird shit could have happened to you at that point in time anyway. Fine. <laughs> it just seemed like, you know, kids do stupid shit. But that makes Romeo and Juliet can be morphed into icky gross things as I watch many true crime shows um, about and as happens just in the normal day-to-day life unfortunately especially now of the if I can't have you nobody will have you right and then you know it, it morphed into this whole thing of like well if I can't get you nobody's gonna get you either and so everybody's trying to kill each other right which I mean, makes no sense to me and it's very problematic and maybe that's more of what we can talk about then is just the fact of the romantic romantic gesture the backfire the backfire <laughs> of it absolutely i mean the that pressure like mentioned before talking about when you propose and it's in this huge massive public place it's almost what is going through that person's head to think 
I'm pretty sure she's going to say yes. Like, you would have to have know. You would have to hella sure. You would have to know. But then that puts the pressure on the person, too, who might not be feeling it and will have to say later on, well, you know what, Jim, not to say Jim, but Jim. That <laughs> <laughs> was just the first name that popped up, and I wasn't thinking about you actually, Jim. You know what, Jim? This ain't going to work mm-hmm. out. I just didn't want to embarrass you in front of everybody. How much percentage do you think that is? Oh, my God. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder curious. about that a lot. How many? Of well, them I mean, think about through? the Bachelor and the Bachelorette. All oh, that shit's the same thing. It's of true. Like, yeah, we. Said and that's yes, all about the romantic gesture. Never get it done. Oh my god, we mm-hmm. should talk more about that because I know that I barely watch it. You've watched <laughs> some of it and stuff, and we've done a little bit on our yeah. podcast Check about it. Check out some of the episodes where I make Mel watch the Bachelor <laughs> and the Bachelorette. <laughs> but like when you think about it, every episode is about the literal romantic gesture. And every thinking, episode is a romantic. gesture. Yeah, it's supposed to be the big, the big, the big. And when you think about it, that's the reason. Why it doesn't work? Out it doesn't work. That's out. not real life. That's not real life. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. And yeah. even in your other reality television shows, mm-hmm. when you look at like, the green card marriage type situations, and oh like, my oh god. my god, guys! After the ninety days, happily ever after is back on. I got to start watching it again. Woo. Even reality television is trying to show you that look, it can be in real life, but it's not because then our other media is telling us. Clearly, that wasn't the case because they're off over here doing this. Well, it's not like that. What I've learned from watching the reality shows, like especially like 90 Day Fiance and the other pieces of that franchise, is that the Americans will have a notion of what they're going for for love. Mm-hmm. But the people who are from the foreign countries also have an, a different connotation of what coming to America means. Right. And how that's going to change their lives. And... You know, they're with this person who's going to take care of them and do all of these things. And that's not the case. I mean, it's just regular people who don't have money, who don't have a lot of means and who don't have a lot of income to say, okay, I'm going to do my best to get you here. And this is where we are. And then they think about it like, this is where you live? Like, this is yep. a studio apartment. Ew. You know this what I mean? America. They're thinking that they're going to have this beautiful palatial big home. Wait, pick a fence. And it doesn't always, it doesn't work that way either, but because that's what they see of us in their media. Right. Which is another interesting aspect, knowing that this is what we're being fed and we're like, that's what we're Mm -hmm. trying to attain. And everybody else thinks, that's America. That's what's going on over there. You have that. And then they come here and realize, oh shit, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like at home, except like the government's not crazy although it is crazy now there's no way to say that it's not crazy (laughs) totally like i mean yeah completely and i think that's interesting that we've gone from this disney-esque movie of having the little mermaid beauty and the beast which now they're remaking all of this Mm -hmm. they're trying to live action these these love movies except uh the lion king which to me like well, you can't it's, live action that. Well, they're live action. I just mean in general of like the whole romantic thing. Sure. It's like Nala's kind of like the side yeah, love. For the, the first real, time ever, it's not the real it's a point of the story. Movie. It's about a whole lot more mm-hmm. than just what's happening there. Beyond that, though, it is interesting because when they're trying to live action and trying to update these romantic gestures, that they're trying to update these movies and these romantic gestures, and it's not always coming through. It doesn't resonate as well no. as it did before. And what I, I do have to say that a part of that has to be with the script itself. Uh, when you and I watched Beauty and the Beast, the new one together, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not impressed. They changed so many things out of that film that I was like, they ruined the reason why 
why the mm-hmm. beast was they were the way they were anyway. Mm-hmm. Like they took away lines from him. They changed motivations. I think it made it into an even worse love story than even though they were trying to add these additional other things on, which may have worked well a little bit, but mm-hmm. in the end, they kind of forgot. Well, and there's a grand gesture in that that I found on the internet was Which that one? he in Beauty and the Beast where he gave Belle his library. Well, right. To make but, her happy. But that was in the cartoon. The cartoon version, mm-hmm. correct. Yeah, where he legitimately, after he got hurt when he was trying to save her, which was not a grand gesture to say, but just in a general of like, I'm going to get her back because it's kind of dangerous out there at night in the middle of the winter. Um, it's dark in the night. His reasoning... <laughs> For him, it was a, I want to do something nice for her, which mm-hmm. also is one of the funniest lines of the movie. <laughs> when uh, Cogsworth, when he's just like, oh, there's flowers, chocolates, intentions you don't intend to keep, like <laughs> something like that. And I was like, that's a good line. Uh, but trying to update, trying to be like, okay, we're going to be a little bit more like feminist, I guess, Hollywood's feminist idea of what a romantic gesture is and realizing that it's like, that's not what it is. I mean, the new Beauty and the Beast, the reason he does it is because he's like, ugh, why do you like that book? Yeah. That's disgusting. Here's the better book. Look at my library over here. You're going to find much better items than what you think my you like. My dick's big. Right. It's different. Aladdin will be a very interesting one because that's an interesting, like he does all of these gestures and she's not catching on to any of them. She's sure. like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm a princess. I see this all the fucking time right. so it's a little bit different it'll be like that book we read which one the one uh, with, uh. third daughter uh-huh. it was that one i was wondering <laughs> if it was that one where they have all the airships mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right now we've lost track of i know but either way i guess the idea is going back to thinking about disney films disney. All that kind of aspect of as a child of what we're being fed, that the grand gesture is supposed to happen. I I guess I honestly don't know if there's a grand gesture in every relationship even. Or is it just literally a fantasy that we kind of feed ourselves in the hope of? And su- successful relationships sort of know that it's not necessarily going to happen and they take – the crumbs that they can get. I'm going to tell you a story because once again. Love it. All of these things keep triggering me back to places I don't fucking want to go. But one. So I went to see Bridget Jones's Diary with Sven. And it's a beautiful romantic movie. Like I really like Bridget Jones's Diary. I like. Yeah. I, I didn't like the subsequent ones, but I like that one. I left when we were leaving. I was like, oh, you know, like trying to hold hands and do stuff like that. And I got literally swatted away. So how long were you together? We were together for a while. Okay. (laughs) That's so that's where it had where all of this, these weird notions of love and romance and, Mm -hmm. and sweetness had permeated into my own way of living life. Like, Oh, wasn't that sweet? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We're in love. And then <laughs> now what's happening? Do you, you know? It brings you back. It brought me back to reality mm. really quickly. Not everybody's about PDA, nor am I. But one time I was and got swatted away. Do you think that the reason why it's more considered a fantasy than a reality is priorities? I don't think it's considered a fantasy. I think it's considered a reality. I guess I should say why it isn't a reality then. Ah. Well, because it's not real. People don't really think that way. 
Well, we'll see. clearly they are. They're thinking at least the, in a certain way that it must be because they keep throwing it at fiction. us over and over and over it's again. It's a fiction. It's a fiction. It's a desire. It is something that people would like to see. Right. But it doesn't ne- It doesn't happen in real life. I mean, in Lane's th- book, her getting the flowers all the time and mm-hmm. him just being so beautiful and attentive to her a lot of the time, that is rare. Well, it's rare, but then also she very quickly realized how hollow it was. Right. Could he have been conditioned by movies and whatever else in pop culture to believe that that's what you should do? Maybe. Perhaps. But also, like, maybe he just assumed, like, due to the fact that I can never necessarily be there all the time and I can only see you so-and-so yeah, amount of time. I love you. I'm going to be doing these things right. for you. But I guess that's my, my question then. Do you um, think it's because there's a certain priority over things? I know for myself, the reason I, I ask is because for myself, I have so many more things that I have to do in life that are more about survival. Love, romantic love, I should say, isn't necessarily survival. We know at this point, I can live till I'm like 105, <laughs> probably without a romantic partner. And that's okay. So when it comes to survival, what's going to help me? Me going to my job, do my business, getting paid. Right. Versus someone being like, I love you. Here's some flowers. And while that's the romantic gesture. You know what a good romantic gesture would be if someone gave you a dildo? <laughs> I mean, people do do that. Honestly, if you think about it, right? If it's all about surviving and sustaining yourself, that'll help you get through the moments when the they're time. not there. Darling, since I'm not here, please accept this butterfly or this rabbit and use it tenderly on your clitoris. Well, although that's part of it, though, is that they do the whole, like, here's some underwear, so then that way we can remote control. Mm-hmm. And that way it's romantic wherever you're at, which can get awkward fast. Well, we've seen that in the Katherine Heigl movie. <laughs> Not this one, but the other one the other you talked one. about. Oh, yeah, yeah, The Ugly Truth. <laughs> My God, that was so bad. Oh, that was funny. That movie's actually not that great, but no. like. It's cute, though. It's fun. It, yeah, I mean, it has no depth at all. No. But it has an accent. Wow. Uh, like, I guess the only, that's that's the reason why I asked, though. Do you think it's because if people prioritized a little bit more of that romantic gesture? I mean, I'm to the point even that when people, like, Without context, like I get nervous on a first date when – because that's happened to me before where men are kind of thinking like I have to do this big over the thing and I'm like, we are still getting to know each other. I'm not going to fall in love with you if you decide to bring out this big, huge romantic gesture because you have no fucking clue who I am. What kind of gestures I prefer. It could just be getting me a dildo, buddy. On a first date, you want a dildo. No, but I'm just saying like, (laughs) you know what? It's like a practical gift. Like here's I mean, but that's – but that's Here's don't you think it's your... interesting though? People give dildos and all that kind of shit for like bachelorette parties, Absolutely. and you're kind of like, your right? Mm-hmm. It, and that's kind of sad. We know he's not right, girl. <laughs> that's like kind of sad and weird too. <laughs> the fact that it's like, when do you get these? Oh well, when you're gonna about to get married. Well, cause... that or you know, you just go to a ladies' party where that's what your friends are selling, which are too expensive. Just they go are. online. Don't do MLMs. They're the devil. For For dildos? Oh, my God. They have them, MLMs, for for that stupid shit. That's true, I suppose. And to me, it's just, I don't know. I'm not going to get into it. You guys can listen to the Dream Podcast. That's a free promo for them because I really like that podcast. Oh, Did you listen to them? No. Oh, my God. They're so good. It links a lot of governmental shit with that. You would like it. You should listen. Anywho, I just, I, I, I do think that that's part of it, too, is that we keep saying that we want these things. And yet, how often do we actually prioritize these things? Do we have time for these things? I mean, that's why I think that in general, 
when you look at say anything while some many people would say that's a very big romantic gesture in the same breath you could look at that as completely pathetic where it's like dude lloyd prioritized that he prioritized her above all things that's what he said he was good at that's what he was gonna do so if that wants to be if you can use want to use that as your example of what love prioritization is there you go is it good and healthy though is it I personally don't think it's good and healthy because I personally think she was a giant twat. However. But in general, let's say she wasn't a twat. If she was someone worthy of doing that, I wouldn't, I would say absolutely. That's perfectly fine. Like if you, and was, and that was how she wanted to have her love reciprocated. Okay. Sometimes people don't want to do that because they're embarrassed or however it is. Maybe it's done in, you know, it's that whole love languages thing of how people want to receive that, which is perfectly fine. She doesn't deserve it at all, personally. (laughs) I mean, let's talk about really quick towards the end here then. Um, There was a time period for a year or two of proposals there is that one of the will you marry me where someone set his love on the back of a truck and as that truck slowly moved through the alley everyone was dancing and singing that song from his theater group oh will you, you mean me? viral things yeah the oh. viral proposal like how do you feel about that no there was a hamilton proposal well, there used to be there whole was... tv shows and specials about shit like this where people would do the flash mobs and do all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff like that i mean oh, well and then what's the end of that uh justin timberlake movie with mila kunis oh just friends just fucking fuck buddies whatever that one was justin timberlake's in it again guys like i'm sorry he make does this big flash mob in grand central station i mean is it that baseball film no i really don't remember (laughs) wow i'm not surprised okay but anyway so he does a flash mob for that one so Mm -hmm. i I mean like that's his grand gesture it's a flash mob just like in train wrecked well no her grand gesture she was doing a cheer she was doing the cheer at madison square garden different Just it's something. It's like they're fuck buddies, basically, and then at the end he realizes that oh, Mila Kunis with Mila Kunis. Okay, I do remember that one. It wasn't just friends, like you said. It's called fuck buddies. It's not fuck buddies. Friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. Okay, fuck buddies. That actually movie. I well, I don't remember the film, (laughs) but I don't remember being disgusted by it. Mm. So it was a forgettable fine film. Apparently, fun rom com. (laughs) So I mean, I guess. What it is to say is the whole idea of this huge romantic gesture, that prioritization, would you want that in a relationship? Do you think, because I mean, you've said whether or not it's healthy. When I think about it, I mean, while love can be great, it's not necessarily sustainable. I think I'd be suspicious of it. I'd I'd be like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this? (laughs) You know, then I wouldn't be able to enjoy it because I'd be worrying or thinking like all the nefarious, because I'm such a cynical person, I'd be thinking all the negative things instead of actually being able to sit and enjoy the fact that this is actually happening because I wouldn't believe that it could be happening to me. Right. So that's my thing. It would be more like, this could really be happening. And I've had someone do, actually I've had, I'm so stupid. When I was in college, Someone did do a gesture like that where they wrote a poem and they read it in our class. He was like, well, this is about the Dominican side of who you are. And it was all about like being Spanish and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, this is weird. Why are you doing this? I am uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. I'm out. 
don't talk to me. And I feel that that's a very realistic, especially if you don't know someone. Well, that was that's realistic for me because no, of I think that it who I am. And how long how, had you known that person? No, I mean in a class, in a summer class in college. They didn't even go to my college. They went to a different college. It was just weird. And see, I don't think that that's uncommon. Well, you think that it is that. for you. I don't think that that's uncommon because I was literally, prior to you telling that story, in my head, my next question I was going to ask you is, when is a good time for these right. romantic gestures? Because some people think that see, right on straight away these I things, that's romantic. I was supposed to stop, drop, shed my pants and be like, let's go. And I didn't. I was like, that's fucked up. And yeah. my friend was like, that's so sweet. And I was like, eh. I just was really great. Right. But that's me because I am scared of even the thought that someone could be interested in me. Well. And that's what happened. Like, most of that was like me being like, no. I don't think it's that necessarily. That's I think what it was. You can say that maybe for that situation. But for me, I think a lot of it when I look at that situation, I think you're more in love with the idea of me sure. than you are then with you don't know me. me. Yeah. Because had they known you, they would have known. Been you like, don't enjoy that aspect I, of it. Maybe in time, private after I, whatever. At that, that is the most romantic thing that has ever happened to me in my whole entire life, right? I can say that now looking at it. And I could say that if romantic I wasn't. Romantic to you or romantic, romantic per what Romantic media? to me based on what I had learned at that point in my life. Okay. Of being like a freshman or whatever in college. What love is supposed to be and how these meet cutes happen, right? Okay. So I was supposed to then be like, yeah, let's go grab a coffee or let's go, you know, walk through the park or something too because like I wasn't drinking or doing anything back then. That's what was supposed to happen. Instead, and then I'd have an even better story to tell you now. <laughs> and instead, what I did was fucking literally retreat so far and so fast that you could see the dust like a cartoon. Like, <laughs> and like, it's gone. <laughs> so you're saying you were the roadrunner. I was, or even beep, beep. like, either way. It was bad. So for me, it was more of like, that was such a beautiful, sweet moment. And it was a beautiful poem. It wasn't even a terrible poem. It was actually well-written and lovely. I couldn't even appreciate that because I was so scared mm. of relationships and all of that stuff that I couldn't even handle and process. So I couldn't even enjoy it for what it truly was on its face. Right. Which was this thing. I was like, no! Ah! <laughs> what? You're interested in me? I gotta go! Ah! Why? What's wrong with you? I can see that. And also, yet again, devil's advocate, I also see the fact where, because that's happened where people put you on a pedestal. Right. And, people and that's put you up there. Freaky. And it's kind of like, you don't even know who I am. Exactly. Why are you looking at me in this huge light as if I'm some sort of fucking angel coming down to you give you me. the peace I, and love? I am a terrible human. Like, right. I have real serious flaws and problems. Because we like all do. you do. And so that's kind of the hard part of of the romantic gesture of knowing whether or not that is what it is. It's hard to know your audience in order to actually make that successful. And I think it's harder now than it was with me in the 90s mm-hmm. in college. It's way harder now to kind of anticipate what that's going to be because 
everybody's notions, everybody's on a higher alert level, like fucking chartreuse (laughs) about things right now. And so anything that someone can say or do might trigger them to be like, "Ah, what are you trying to do? You're going to, you know, attack me. You're going to murder me. You're going to rape me. You're going to kill me. Whatever it is. Maybe that brings up the other point of the matter of. We should stop watching true crime shows. I will. Okay. I was going to go more (laughs) down the line of, as we've sort of talked about the fact where it's like, you don't even know me. Exactly. You don't know. If some rando person, even (sighs) though in other films and all those sort of things were to come up to me and do that, I might think, is this person stalking me? Right. I mean, but let's, Valley Girl, and let's go back to your historical references. Right. Right? All of those also are suspicious. Right. If we're thinking about it. I mean, except for the ones where they're already married and, and wife or whatever. Terms. Those sure. are a little different. But even still, you building a mausoleum and a shrine to your dead wife and then expecting other people to come in and be like, oh, that this is, I'll live here. This is cool. It's a nice house. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there is that. It's weird. Right. But there's also that borderline of creepy. There was a guy when I used to work at a casino who I had no clue who this person was. And one day on Valentine's Day, I thought it was a, a joke. Someone had sent me those little Valentine hearts Aww. and said, your secret admirer. And I totally thought that it was just one of my coworkers being kind of a, a BSer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then someone else said, you know what? I think I might know who it is. And it ended up being some guy from like one of the serving department area sure. who I was just like, who is this person? Uh, after I think they may have come to the door at one point finally being like, hey, it was me who did this. And I was like, thanks. Sorry, mm-hmm. I don't have any feelings. I don't have any anything. Thank you so much. And then I let my boss know mm-hmm. just to let them know to be like, hey, the situation happened. It was really awkward. You're aware of this now. And thankfully, I had a wonderful boss at the time. And she actually noticed like somehow. So he became friends with someone else on Facebook who's one of my coworkers mm-hmm. who I was friends with. This is why I blocked down my Facebook <laughs> was because he looked up my birthday by going through her to get to me. Mm-hmm. And so he was putting birthday presents on, like on my birthday in my oh. office. And my boss saw, Ew. went over and said, hey, this relationship is not a relationship. Like you need to like stop. And it ended up being this whole thing where we had to sit down and be like, you understand that this is nothing, right? And I had to like give the present back and be like, I'm giving this back to you. So you understand mm. that this is not a thing. Like, even though I said, you know. So that's kind of the weird idea of the gesture, too, where it's just, like, you have to know where exactly. the point is. Right. You have and to I, know your person. And again, because of the of what we're fed in terms of what we consume for media, that mm-hmm. he was doing perfectly what he thought he should do. Yes. Clearly, he the idea was, I will continue to give gifts and... She'll, fr- she'll realize. She'll me. understand. Like, right. And mm-hmm. no, no, it was not a thing. <laughs> we, we get it. <laughs> I, I don't know it's where we sit. It's all convoluted. Like we're never going to know. We're never going to know. We're never going to be it's, able to. Well, because there's never going to be. It's always going to be a gray area. There's never going to be, be a black and white. Mm-hmm. It's only going to be black and white for that individual person. Yes. And I don't see, I don't see what we're consuming via our eyes changing anytime soon. So I don't see 
any sort of social media change. I don't see any sort of movie, like pop culture consumption, right. really changing in any time soon. Well, look at How I Met Your Mother. I think that that would be a completely different show. Because oh, yeah. the whole idea of Ted Mosby is literally being the romantic gesture sure. the entire Absolutely. series. Yep. And by the end of the series, I think the reason why a lot of people were withdrawing from it was because there, well, was there wasn't a right way to do it anymore. Right. Yeah. There wasn't a correct way to be like, I loved your mother, but also I want to do this romantic romantic gesture to who you call your aunt. Mm-hmm. Like there's just not Well, that's just more wasn't. realistic. Right? It, it, it's, it's right. A lot of that is a lot more life realistic. Is like. And I think a lot of people who were angry at the end of that. When I watched it, I was like, No, this makes sense. No, like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, it completely like, I didn't In the hate end of the it. day it ended up being Robin. And okay. it was fine. Like, yeah. yeah, he loved that woman. I met your mom, and, and she died. And turns I still out, loved I your still love this over here. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, that wasn't the big huge deal that everybody else thought it was. Right. But that's because they wanted the big gesture. They right. wanted the big fulfillment. At but the there end. also was there was consistent big huge gestures of like we went on this date and I stole a blue horn and I did this whole and there was a particular episode that I think that Barney kind of ran a little bit of talking about the fact of there's that moment of it's creepy unless you like them. It's true. It There's, is true. It's unless Valley like, you Girl, have, again, yes. we're going back to it. Same thing. We have got to watch it. <laughs> but it is. I mean, it's a, that whole idea of it's creepy and then all of a sudden you like, but if you like them, then you're kind of like, it's not creepy. Oh, it's romantic. I love me. So I guess once you find your lobster, <laughs> as we keep on taking TV shows, once you find your lobster, it's not creepy. No. But until then, it's creepy. Well, I mean, I know that I have a hard time watching Friends now, going back to the no. lobster talk about, because I'm like, fucking Ross. He's <laughs> one of the worst men out there. Jealous <laughs> consistently. Cannot, for the life of them, no, allow his girlfriend to have not. a guy friend. Like, there's just so many problematic issues there. And yet, that was apparently. He was apparently. The love men, yeah. of the entire mm-hmm. show, when in all actuality, it was Chandler. It was Chandler. And Monica. Chandler Bong. Like, let's just. <laughs> This, this is Chandler Bong. Chiland- Chandelier, Chandelier Bong. <laughs> and I think that's interesting. And there was always problematic things with Chandler, mm-hmm. too. Let's not be mm-hmm. fake about that. Mm-hmm. But Chandler had legit crazy issues going on a lot in of his problems. own personal life. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why Rachel and Joey never would have worked out is beyond me. I think they fucked that up. Because of Ross. Uh, there wasn't because of Ross. It was because we started writing this thing, realized that people didn't like it because they were like, what about Ross and Joey or Ross and, and Rachel. Rachel? It has to be Ross and Rachel. It has to be them. So they fucked that up because that could have been real. Because romantic have been conditioned. Yep. To have it be an entire this. series got fucked yep. up because of this. Yep, it would have been really cute. But Phoebe got growing. to marry Paul Rudd, so that's all and good. that was the saving grace. Yeah. When you think about that entire series, yeah, the the idea that it could have been something else mm-hmm. over there, the audience Didn't made that change. Be- I mean, look at freaking Pretty Woman. The end of that movie was supposed to be that she got her money, he left, and they both went their separate ways. Now today, that would work. It would work. Back then, audiences were like, fuck that shit. Mm -hmm. Had to rewrite and reshoot Uh the ending to where he decided that he was going to walk up some stairs to get rid of his height fear Mm -hmm. and save her from being a prostitute. She She saved him right back. Yep. So there, that's for some chocolates and flowers, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) I don't care how cynical we are, I think we're right. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the story. 
is, guys, stay tuned for Valley Girl in a future episode <laughs> of this fucking show, because that is happening. <laughs> I We have to watch it together. Okay. Okay. We'll figure, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Cheers. I mean, if that's the persona he wants to take, then I'll move along on my way. It's just for the best. You're the one that I want.